Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I, I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. So if you've been listening to the show at all throughout the course of this month, you probably heard the commercial that Megan and Jake and I made for the changes to the Patreon. And we never got to talk to Kim and Tass about this, so I'm going to ask them now in the intro, what do you think is like one of your favorite stories that we've told in the bonus content? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't do this to yeah, me. Yeah, that's right. God. I've never before been so happy that I have a note on my notes app that is all of the characters in games that I've played with <laughs> on the Crit Show. <laughs> uh, God, Neverland always sticks out. I loved those characters. That was a fun thing. I mean, they've all they're all so fun. A lot of people ride and die for applesauce. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a really fun one. Uh I loved Cowboy World. That yeah. one was very special to me. Because that yeah. was the first thing I got to actually record with you all. We did that in person while I was in Indianapolis. Doing Earth Dawn was a blast just because it's our game, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, Earth Dawn and eighteen seventy nine, which yeah. was Earth Dawn with British accents. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and who could forget, really, our costumes when we did Threadbare? God, I still yeah. have nightmares about Jake. We did talk about that <laughs> in the <Yep>. commercial. <laughs> but it's good to know that you know you can clearly tell that's something that sticks with everyone. <laughs> oh yeah. I 
We used to go so hard in the costumes. I glued, glued, I glued buttons to my eyes for the entirety of that program and still, and then forgot that I had to do things like read a character sheet. (laughs) The only, I ran Threadbare, right? And the only thing I can remember for sure that existed in that besides y'all's looks was the uh, stitched together stuffed animal named Nutstink. I just remember very distinctly at some point Jake and I started playing our own game of could we make the other person laugh by the way we were drinking (laughs) 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 while still like and so like the thing that I'm wearing is like a hoodie that I've turned to look like a sock puppet so you can't see me I'm inside the hoodie and I'm just like trying to pour (laughs) the can into the mouth of the hoodie (laughs) Jake was like attached to the ceiling he was for, for like a while. Yeah. He's like, I wanted strings, but I didn't know how to do it. I was like, I don't know, staple the yarn to the ceiling. And then he's like, this isn't this isn't going to work. I will tell you too, I think um, Sexy Battle Wizards stands out aside from even the costumes and all of that. But I felt like that was one where we were all really zeroed in on what was going on. Like everybody was feeding off each other's bits and the timing and everything was so crisp. And, um, you know, in a thing that we can't edit the way we edit this, I yeah. was really proud of that. Yeah. Also, maybe the best facial hair I've ever seen on Tass in my life. Oh, thank you. Oh, <laughs> that's really good. Well, if you are interested in joining our Patreon, you can go over to patreon.com slash the crit show. Uh, tiers start at just $1. And for the rest of this month until February, we are doing a discount if you decide to sign up for an annual membership. It is literally hundreds of bonus hours of content. Uh, at the $5 and above tier. And um, if you are interested in getting in on the digital swag or the t-shirt cycle, this is also the month to get in on that. And I noticed the other day, we're getting real close to unlocking Kim running us through Alice is Missing. To unlocking Kim out of her house. unlocking Kim (laughs) out of the sound booth. Uh, So (laughs) you can join, help us reach that goal, and then we'll get some uh, new video content of us playing Alice is Missing. But do keep in mind that once we release her, she may never come back. So (laughs) weigh that. (laughs) Once we release her, there's no putting her back in the box. (laughs) Tass and Sharpshot come spilling out the front doors of the church into the mud and the rain. Tass, you have the silver cross in hand and you are flanked. Your companions on one side and the horsemen turning around for another go on the other oh shit i got it somebody teleport me give me super speed something get me to the train what why the clean room magic item oh oh uh, i will look at Tass and sharp shot and i'm gonna throw them back their guns whistle for bojack and grab the cross Okay, all of those things happen in rapid succession, and as they do, the horseman lets like the head of the axe hang low, uh, holding it in one hand and beginning to gallop back in your direction. I'm going to jump onto Bojack and listen, we're pretending these are horses, but they're part of a magical train. I'm going to try to channel some magic into Bojack to make him go faster. Help him remember his train roots. Exactly. Gotcha. Is this like just building off of your general magical expertise or is this like because he's part of the train this helps i think because he is part of the train like i'm trying to add fuel to his fire like if i was just shoveling extra coal but like (laughs) ramped up coal into his engine 
Rev is just leaning forward over Bojack's face, just shoveling oats and carrots into his mouth <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> He's hitting the horse nos. Yeah. They say I'm trying to overclock my horse. <laughs> I don't know what level to call this. Seems like a one. I mean, go fast. That's pretty basic. We have established that doing something the size of a horse is a five. It's five. <laughs> but also you're reminding it that it's this. Uh, it used to be a train. So is it a creature the size of a So is it a seven? <laughs> now it's a seven. Uh, okay, let's call this weird level five creature the size of a horse. This certainly isn't opposed in any way. So yeah, go for it. Except Jake, he kind of opposes the idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try as I might, I can't think of any negatives to give you, so. Seven. Oh, wow. Nice. Okay, so uh, you get a cost, danger, a worse outcome, or an ugly choice. Um, you and Bojack start to accelerate uh, beyond normal horse speed, but as you do, uh, Bojack is making a chugga 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 sound uh-huh. like a train. <laughs> so he is going fast, but you will be audible and followable <laughs> on this race. That's fair. So Rev and Bojack start to take off at a supernatural speed in the direction of the train with the silver cross. What are the rest of you doing? Woo! Does Does it look like the horseman is pursuing the cross or is he still going after Megan and myself? Kim, why don't you read a situation? Seven. Okay, you get one hold. What's my enemy's true position? You can see as Rev takes off that the horseman seems fixated on him now um, or rather fixated on the cross itself and it aims to pursue uh, all right it looks like he's going after the cross oh let's distract him keep him off rev yeah all right i'll draw and start shooting so is the objective just to cover for rev yeah i, I think anything i can do to slow the horseman down or draw his attention okay uh then i think we will use the move covering fire for the first time Okay. So when you provide covering fire for someone, roll plus body plus shoot. Uh, on a 10 plus, you keep them from coming under concentrated fire. On a 7 and 9, you keep them from coming under concentrated fire for a few moments. On a fail, they are under concentrated fire now. Um, but after providing covering fire, you must reload, which basically means like you lose narrative control for a moment. Should this be a teamwork, since that's the focus for the three of us right now? Certainly could be. Uh, I don't know if I can participate because there's too much water in my gun. I narratively i wasn't allowed to shoot it for a bit that's fair if you could come up with something else to like utilize in terms of laying down covering fire you could still participate uh i mean if i see that you're having trouble with what you've got i'll toss you one of my pistols Uh, okay sure all right so everybody roll plus body plus shoot uh and everyone take a plus one um because sharpshot is also aiding in this outstanding 10 all right well then technically the rest of this is irrelevant (laughs) <laughs> Thank God, because I rolled a four. <laughs> Seven. All right. So you all succeed. You prevent Rev from coming under concentrated fire. And concentrated fire is sort of an interesting way to phrase it with the horseman on account of he's not shooting bullets at you. He's got this axe leveled and ready to toss. But shots start flying overhead, uh, zipping past you as well, Rev. And you can see behind you the horseman has to juke and dodge and change course and is unable to take a throw at you but does stay in pursuit sharpshot whistles uh and his horse comes tearing by and as you've seen him before he grabs onto the reins and hops up into the saddle to follow yeah i will uh get on my horse same i'm i'm running 
over to uh, King Caesar, who had kind of run off in that first fall. Yeah, I'll make sure I collect my bow uh, now that I have all my arrows back and get on blueberry milk and signal for Cam to follow us overhead that way as well. You see Cam at the top of the bell tower give a nod and spread his wings and take to the sky. And yeah, just full on chase. I don't know how fast Rev is able to move here or if the horseman is that much faster than us too. Does he have like supernatural speed himself being what he is? The horseman does seem to be making pace quicker than all of you, but slower than Rev still. And you can see and hear sharp shot like he is pushing his horse to its absolute limits trying to keep up. Okay, so we we have afforded Rev this lead. If we know that he's moving faster, he's going to get to the train before the horseman, obviously. But if the horseman is outpacing us as well, is there a, a... like something I can do by like shooting at him and stuff. Is he so focused on going after Rev that I don't even think I could slow him down to keep him keeping pace with us? Like what what I'm worried about is him outpacing us enough that Rev gets there first, starts to do his thing, but then has to deal with the horseman completely alone before we catch up. Right. So I want to try to like make the horseman keep pace with us even if he won't turn to engage us i don't think that you think his focus is like impermeable okay uh, because the horseman leaves bronze chapel like the cross is is in the church in bronze chapel and the horseman doesn't just stay there and try and knock down the church all the time it seems like now that it's out in the open it seems like y'all are doing with something maybe it's got his attention but it's not like you absolutely cannot draw his focus all right then yeah i'm gonna try to shoot him in the back again and yell you carve pumpkins like an idiot Oh, oh, that's you. You don't even have to roll for that one. <laughs> okay, I think this is going to be a provoke roll, um, which would be like a use a skill roll with provoke because provoke is not included in influence. Okay, I mean, could it be an influence using our fame because, like, we dispersed the horsemen once before? I'm leaning towards no because you're using it on the horsemen. It feels like it would be infamy. <laughs> Instead, like <laughs> he's on the opposite side of, he feels the opposite about this matter as most people do. I, yeah, I don't think your fame for defeating him would help you against him. I think this is going to be plus soul plus provoke, Tass. All right. And don't forget, you can invoke your character aspects at the cost of a grit. That's what I'm looking at, and I don't know how to justify them. Well, you can also invoke after the fact, so you can roll and see if you need to justify something. Holy shit. Um... I rolled a 10, but that comes out at a nine. I, God, uh, I mean, I am shooting at him to get his attention as well as like yelling and taunting. So, I mean, can I invoke my gunslinger high concept? Yeah, you certainly can. Thank God. All right. So that will get me to a 10. All right. You shit talk and shoot at the horseman (laughs) enough that you're clearly bothering him. Uh, You know, he's been just kind of... (laughs) (laughs) He's been kind of dipping and dodging, uh, getting out of the way of your shots. And I think that like- His little pumpkin head has such a little frowny face now. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that all at once, like the jack-o'-lantern that he's holding under one arm inexplicably just rotates 180 degrees to be (laughs) facing you. And it's just furious. And the horse like just digs its feet in to stop right in place. Uh, And it kind of like- digs the front feet in, kicks up on the back feet to turn, and starts rushing you instead. 
The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Civilized and Realms of Peril and Glory. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus. Sharpshot being in the lead of this chase uh, is going to cross paths with this horseman first. Even though it is beelining for you, Tass, like it's going to go by him. And you see him reach down, uh, kind of throw his coat back and pull like a mare's leg rifle off of his leg. One of those like short cut down barrel rifles. And just right as he tears by the horseman, just blast it in the side. Hell yeah. The horseman is knocked like clean sideways on the saddle, but the horse does not stop running. And like a glitch in a video game, like the horseman just kind of rotates back up into place on the saddle as it charges. Uh, As we're chasing the horseman, I want to bring my feet up and put them on the back of the saddle on Blueberry Milk and whistle up to Cam uh, and make a motion for him to come down and grab me. Uh, yeah, I don't think you need to roll anything for that. Uh, Cam dives down and grabs onto you. He says, what's the plan? I just need a bird's eye view. He flies up into the air and Blueberry Milk just keeps running, keeping pace with the group. Good boy. Uh, and since Cam is holding me up here, I just have all the arrows I collected in my hands and I'm going to try and go weird and see if I can't get these two hit in front of the horseman and disrupt his path a bit. Slow him down. Okay. Uh, you are telekinesing small things, so I don't think this is going to be uh, an excessive weird level that would cause you any penalties. Roll to go weird, uh, and this is going to be opposed by the horseman's ride ability. So take a minus one. Uh, okay, and before I do this, actually, uh, I'd like to spend some grit to bring my weird skill back up to a plus two. I feel like I've already done this move once kind of using the weird ability in this world to tap back into what I can do back home, telekinesis and moving things around. So uh, I will spend five of my grit. Okay. Four. You launch some of these arrows, uh, trying to cast them in the path of the horseman. And he again brings up his axe like he did when he deflected one of your arrows last time you fired them at him. But he kind of gulfs it uh, directly at Tass. Oh, yeah. Good. Okay. Oh. Uh, Tass, roll the harm move, please. <laughs> it is an arrow, so it will be plus body plus two. Okay. If this kills you, it, technically it was him that hit it toward you and he did it and not me. Cool. That's a 10. Okay. The harm is but a scratch or a bruise. 
These are bad arrows, guys. <laughs> are you sure he blessed them? <laughs> <laughs> you you all left the church. You heard Harrison weeping, and then just as you got out of earshot, it turned into just maniacal laughter. Listen, we've seen what happens when he tries to exercise an evil spirit. <laughs> yeah, you happens when he blesses the bullets. You really put your trust in some faulty expertise. <laughs> uh, so, Tass, this. This arrow, uh, it just wings you uh, on the right arm, um, and it renders you momentarily unable to act, which is still hugely unfortunate because you're the one that the horseman is trying to joust right now. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, I want to try to influence the horseman. Uh, we're not going to Chicago this time. I want to make him experience his execution again. Ooh. Okay. Roll to go weird at level five. Okay. And because he's charging down your group and like he's fighting back, I think this is going to be contested by his weird. So that's another minus two. Okay. Now remind me, weird level is also something that we can raise by spending five grit, right? Yes, you can. The maximum weird level a character can have is plus five. Um, but yeah, it is just a cost of five grit as with other skills. Uh, then yeah, uh, considering I have pulled this move Many a time since I've gotten here, I think it makes sense that my skill at going weird has increased. So I'm going to increase my weird level to level four. Okay. So that puts this roll at a flat roll because I have a plus three to my weird skill. And then I have minus three in uh, going against me. Great. Nine. Okay. You put these visions into the horseman's head and uh, he was already rushing Tass down with the axe aloft and it's not enough to pull him fully off course but it is enough for him to partially retract that axe um so he is just coming at Tass like with the flat of the blade instead so Tass rather than a chop to the chest you just take like a sledgehammer to the chest so I'm gonna have <laughs> oh, you roll good. arm again okay uh go ahead and roll plus body plus two on this one okay nine all right, so you are going to take a wound. Describe it and write it on your character sheet. Uh, I mean, I think it's an axe head shaped massive welt across my chest. <laughs> I mean, if that whole flat of the blade just hits me with the strength of a sledgehammer, um, yeah, I think uh, a cracked rib or two and a, a nice big bruise on my chest is uh, uh, the, the situation. Okay. Um, I think this would be lethal harm, uh, so it will heal in a few days, but if your wounds are not attended to, they will become septic and healing will be prolonged. Oof, okay. Uh, and you are going to take a minus one ongoing two body rolls until you are healed. Dang it. The horseman is visibly fighting back against these visions, having been a victim of them several times already. It seems like part of him is cognizant of what's going on. And I think the rest of this ride goes by in this similar fashion of like the horseman thrashing, trying to beat the visions, making a little bit of progress, being harangued by all of you, but you are doing a good job keeping him well off of Rev's ass. And Rev, you ride and you ride for these couple of hours until you reach the train a handsome distance ahead of the rest of your group. What do you want to do? I want to jump off of Bojack, go into the clean room, close the door, go over to one of the tables and just brush everything off of it slam the cross down on it, reach into my pocket, and open up that bottle of holy water that I saved and pour it on the cross. You pour that holy water out on the cross, and there is a bit of a, a sizzle and a hiss, like when you've stricken the horseman with holy objects. 
some of the silver sweats out of the cross. It's like it's like mercury instead kind of congealing on the surface and runs off of the sides uh, onto the table and then disperses and the hissing stops and the cross lays dormant. Does it have that smell on it anymore? It does not. Okay, I'm going to run outside and uh, wait for the, the group to arrive. You can see them within shouting distance out in the storm. Yeah, then I will yell, the cross is clean! Do we see any sort of change in the horsemen as Rev does this? Yeah, I think you can see the the body and like the jack-o'-lantern also seem like they're sweating mercury. Like there are droplets accumulating on them of this shining silvery material. It looks like a like an old Gatorade ad. <laughs> <laughs> I yell out, he's got a new move, watch out. <laughs> well, hell, I'm really going to start shooting now. It is time to dissipate this dude. Okay, give me a shoot roll. Okay, 10. Okay, uh, no, no contest because he is still in the throes of these visions. Your bullets impact with a splash of this silvery substance and they sizzle through, this time leaving behind visible wounds. Oh, it's really happening. Uh, I want to try to go weird again. Uh, I want there to be a gust of wind that directs his horse to a cactus. I want it to stop and unseat him. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Roll to go weird at level five. Eleven. Nice. All right. You direct the horse uh, and it runs towards a cactus, which has like one cactus arm at a convenient height to just clothesline the horseman directly out of the saddle. Uh, And the horse rears up uh, and starts trying to circle around to go back for its rider. Okay. Go with me on this. I want to try to lasso his pumpkin head and bring it closer to me. And then I just want to step on it. (laughs) You're going to step on it or your horse is going to step on it? Oliver will step on it. He's got heavier shoes. He does like <laughs> both front feet at the same time. Like stomp, stomp, like he's playing in a puddle. Uh, all right. Give me a rope roll. Okay. Six. I don't do that. Oh, no. And I don't have any grit to bump it up right now. Oh, no. All right. You lasso the pumpkin head and yank it towards you. Uh, And as it comes flying through the air, you hear it cackling on the wind and it just fucking chomps your lasso arm real hard. Uh, Why don't you roll harm? Okay. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This will be uh, non-lethal harm. And I think this will be a plus two. I feel like a pumpkin chomp is more comparable to an arrow or blade than say a revolver. Eight. All right. You are going to take a wound. Describe it and write it on your character sheet. She's unknowingly allergic to pumpkins. She just yeah, looks like oh, hives. Um, yeah, I just think my like right forearm is just bit real bad. Okay, there's just there's just some like pumpkin seeds sticking out of it, like little teeth marks. <laughs> All right, that was poetry. Um, so you're gonna take a minus one on body rolls until you're healed because it's non-lethal. Uh, it'll heal after a short rest, which is about an hour. I think that. Having come out and looked for everybody riding this way, like I imagine old timey train cars where there's the door and the little ladder. So like leaning out on the ladder, looking for him, yelling to him, and then climbing up to the top. And as I see him taking damage, like I'm trying to lean over and look in through the window to see if the cross is changing in any way to make sure that like with him taking damage, nothing strange is happening to it or it's starting to be active again or anything. Nope. The cross looks dormant. Cool. Uh, seeing that the horseman is 
unseated and on the ground. Uh, Sharpshot rides by and just jumps off of his own horse and fucking tackles the horseman, like just bodies him into the ground uh, and pulls out a blade and just starts driving it into his chest repeatedly. I mean, I'll, I'll sure level the pistol and take another shot as he's getting distracted slash skewered by Sharpshot. I think with another volley from you, Tass, and just with the combined damage from all of you, the hissing stops, the wounds stay open, and the horseman lays still. And Sharpshot just kind of sits back, like over his hips, and stands up and extricates himself from the horseman. You all right? He starts looking up, like kind of frantically. It's not over yet, right? Right. Uh, Cam? You see the body of the horseman start to shift a bit. Not like the physical element of it. It's almost like there is a an incorporeal form that is trying to tear itself free. But as it does, Cam dives out of the air and similar to Sharpshot, he just kind of bodies this horseman's corpse, but both he and the corpse just disappear, pass clean through the ground and out of sight. Whoa! Holy shit. Was not expecting that. Uh, I think that seems... Pretty final. Yeah. God, I hope Cam comes back. Yeah, same. And um, I want to sweep sharp shot off his feet up into my arms. Oh and... my God! <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I just rest a hand on his shoulder. Yeah, like that, I think that's it. He spits on the ground where the body just was. Good riddance. Just sitting on top of the train in the rain, kind of breathing heavily after that long ride. Megan, look in the window. You're right. The cross was filled with some kind of evil or something, but it's still intact. I'll head to the train. Yeah. In the clean room, you find the cross laying harmlessly on a table. I'll take the cross and wrap it up in a bandana. Take it back out to sharp shot. If you wouldn't mind... Uh, returning this to Father Harrison. It's clean now, and it shouldn't hold anything but memories. So as long as he doesn't try to do the same thing again, it should be safe. He takes it and unfolds the bandana, just kind of looks at it for a few seconds, and then folds it back up and tucks it inside of his coat. And he holds out a hand to shake. I'll shake it. I'm sorry that you lost your family. I know that healing the horseman isn't going to bring him back, and avenging someone doesn't heal wounds, but I hope this helps a little. And I'm sorry we shot you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry Rev shot you. I'm not. I feel like it brought us closer together. <laughs> Showed you what I was capable of. <laughs> so what's next for you? Do you think, I mean, what did you do before you became a handsome masked Avenger? He looks at you kind of quizzically. I don't know what's next. It's been so long since I did anything but this I can hardly remember. It's like a different life. I suppose there are more Monsters that need fought in one way or another. Perhaps the preacher and I can still put ourselves to good use out here. Yeah, I just actually talked with the dispatchers. Well, one of the dispatchers with the Iron Striders. They are woefully understaffed for the amount of like wild things happening. He uh, he makes like a raspberry noise. He's like, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck the Iron Striders. <laughs> way too much red tape and bureaucracy. <laughs> no thanks. Don't suppose I could convince you to come with us back through a portal to like, you know, just tons of universes need monster hunters. Uh, no. Okay, that's sure. I just, you know, like I, it was really, it was really cool to get to meet you. And I, I, there's this, there's this pit in my stomach that knows if I leave and go back to my world, it, it's, 
I just, wow. I'm talking so much. My face is so warm right now. This is all very good. Keep going. <laughs> He's, again, just kind of looking at you quizzically and a little uncomfortably and sorry, just nodding along as you talk. And he reaches out and puts a hand on your shoulder and pats you a couple of times. And I'm behind. I'm like pointing like, ah, there you go. I appreciate the offer, but my life is here and there are plenty of people that I could help here. It seems like you've got your world pretty well in hand. I don't think you'd like it anyway. You pro- you pro- you probably should just stay here where it's desert. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at you quizzically also. Yep, just it you just go you just do your thing. I get in the train. <laughs> <laughs> I've been loading up their horses. Just, <laughs> he goes around like gives everybody a handshake and a thanks before he saddles back up. And yeah, as, as he's getting ready to go, I just want to actually call up to him um let Harrison know if we find this Malone guy that we'll deal with that too. He tips his hat and then cracks the reins and takes back off towards town. I'm just like red face and absolutely dejected getting back onto the train. I just take her, lead her by the shoulders to back on the train. It's fine. That went well. No, um, it didn't. I mean, okay, think of it this way. He met you like an hour ago. Right. That's a lot to ask of somebody who you just met an hour ago. And, you know, like maybe maybe over time things will change, you know, and over time we're going to go back through the portal and then he's going to be dead in like two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it could have gone worse. I thought you were going to propose to him. Like I was like 90 percent sure. There's there's plenty there's plenty of handsome guys all over the place. Well, Are you well, sure? Because I don't seem to meet any of them. Or hey. when I do, they're <laughs> in the, they're <laughs> you. Or they're <laughs> okay. But to be fair, they're either our friends or monsters we're trying to fight. So maybe when we finish all of this nonsense, we'll have more time for fun dates. <laughs> But I want a fun date now. Hey, maybe we'll find him, the what, the him, but from our world. Our world's version. And I'm going to break his nose. <laughs> Why? Because, oh, no, no cute guys. I just, <laughs> I just walk deeper into the train. <laughs> Taz, you're very handsome, but I don't, if I, like, I don't want to mess up our, our team dynamic. That would just put, like, a weird energy in the I'm room. hanging out with the horses. <laughs> The horses respect me, damn it. <laughs> I'm hanging out with the tires. <laughs> I just got excited. Yeah, I get it. Handsome guy on a horse and he's all mysterious. Yeah. That's that's fair. It's yeah. fair to be yeah, you're handsome, but again, leave your world and everything you've ever known to go portal jumping is a big ask. I, I did it for you guys. Well, the alternative wasn't just to stay home and have fun in your own life. Well, well you're a player character so <laughs> well, we wanted to keep you on the show so well, you really didn't want to just be in half a season <laughs> where are we going next we got the mines but we also learned about two towns yeah i learned about those towns i don't know if it matters like i wanted to go to those towns because one of the kids who fell into the mine and survived grew up and lived in one of those towns and like she was the only person that they had like actual success rescuing and she had been in there a while so i wanted to ask her how she had survived but i mean if cam comes back we may not need whatever 
trick she had. Yeah, okay. Because, I mean, I think it would be really cool to talk to her. She could have some information. But to get to her, based on the towns you had said, we'd have to go from here all the way straight out to the edge of the anvil to see her and then continue on along the cliff's edge all the way to the Ten Penny Mines. Otherwise, we continue down the train tracks where we are right now for a ways and then cut up to the mines. And that's going to be way, 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 way faster. I'm in that camp too, Megan. I think just go. I think we just go. I think we can get there. Anything that isn't the ghosts that might be down there, I think we can deal with because if it isn't even making the stories, it's probably not impactful, powerful, strong enough, dangerous enough for us to not be able to deal with it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not important enough. Like, it, they did say this is the most haunted place ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah, Super all right. haunted, I think, it is doesn't the get more haunted than this. Haunted. Every miner who died in the creation of the anvil haunts the mine. How long is it going to take Cam to get back? Yeah, I mean, he sure was like, yeah, I can't describe what happens, but he's gone. Yeah, yeah, like, whatever that whole... He he is between the planes at all times, mm-hmm. pieces of paper thing that I totally understood. It seems like that he's in the in between the pa- the papers. Can I go inspect the spot where he tackled that guy through reality? Yeah, you walk over there and poke around a little bit. There is nothing peculiar here. There's slightly disturbed earth, but uh, you'd never know that there was a corpse and a bat god here if you hadn't seen it. I'll go back inside. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing strange out there. There's no, like, partial tears in reality or weird residual energies. It's just, he's just gone. I think that's just Cam doing what he does. It's natural, so I guess it makes sense it wouldn't leave anything behind. Yeah. Well. To the mines. Yeah. We yearn for the mines. All right. You give the command to Cruz, who throws up an arm to wave and gets you underway along the tracks towards the Ten Penny Mines. Jake, you have just been handed... A cell phone with some videos on it of what looks like you tearing up populated cities, destroying buildings, throwing cars. Patty Early, the homicide detective from the Order of the Ley Line, reaches out and takes the phone back. How old are these? Well, there's about half a dozen there. Some of them are a couple weeks old. That last one's just yesterday. I mean, it's not me. Yeah, I had the impression you weren't uh, any longer empowered by... Well, by what it was you were empowered by before. I mean, you're correct. I'm not missing any time or anything. What is it, a shapeshifter? That's what we haven't been able to figure out yet. Could be a shapeshifter, could be an illusion. Hell, could even be someone from another dimension that just happens to be you. So why you, do you imagine? No matter what it is, why you? I don't know, maybe because I'm the one that went public a while back? Pseudo-public, anyway. People know who I am and what I look like and... What I could do back then. Trying to make them scared of you. Maybe. With everything we've tried up to this point, I haven't been able to figure out where he's going to strike next, what a target's going to be. So I thought I'd come direct to the source. I know it's not necessarily the way you want to get your mind working, but it would sure be helpful if you had some thoughts on if this was you, why would you be picking these locations and where might you go next? I think I look back at the one that's in the bubble now. You're sure he's got that? Oh, yes. It is of unparalleled importance that he's got that. Well, he's been my partner for better on a hundred years. I've not met many who can do long-lasting spells better than him. Okay, yeah, let me look over your files. I'll see if I see any patterns, I guess. Or, is it safe to assume you're a fairly powerful magic user yourself? 
Kind of. I'm a bit more of the opposite. Okay, so not a powerful magic. No, no, it's just that uh, folks often find their magic has a hard time working around me if I put my mind to it. Interesting. I was going to say we could set up a ritual if you give me some time to just locate my visage. You know, I we can't find, it's, it doesn't have to find me, but it can find my face wherever it is. All right. I'll go and uh, get some files out of the car, bring them back down here and get everything set up for you. And you start working on this. See if we can't find your face in the crowd. All right. He turns and heads out of the sewer. Jeffrey, can I borrow you? Yes. What is it that you need? Got to set up a ritual to locate whatever's wearing my face out there. Can you give me a hand setting up the circle and everything? Yes, of course. It does sound like something he kind of smiles. Not me, but uh, you know what I mean. Would do. Yeah. And I figure if it's hitting particular spots that it thinks I'll be able to predict, then it's a trap. And I don't necessarily want to walk into it that way. Or it's not hitting any pattern, and looking for one wouldn't do any good. But if I can just pinpoint it, get there before it thinks I could, maybe I can undermine it one way or another. All right, let's get to work. So the two of you set out to set up this magical ritual. And about 15 minutes later, Detective Early comes back into the subterranean lair. So this is not... It's interesting. This is use magic. I think the only additional thing you need here for this to be kind of a big magic is just that you need something to connect the spell to your looks if that's what you're looking for Uh uh-huh so i think it could be any number of things it could be you know a photo or even an an active mirror that you're somehow using as you cast the spell Uh, really just however you want to flavor that so the spell essentially using you know see another place but putting in your visage i mean it looks like divine me right Mm -hmm. i think i'm gonna grab like a newspaper from the time when I went public and assuming you know, if it's a shapeshifter or something, that's the image it's working off of. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll use magic. Eight. All right. What is your glitch? I will take one harm, ignore armor. I think that as a side effect of this, like targeting me and my look, it also like latches onto my life force in a problematic way for a moment. All right. So mark down your one harm. This vision appears in front of you. It's swaying and you instantly realize that you are looking from the point of view of the person. And there's a ripple effect that's very strange. And then it starts to clear, and you realize that they're looking at water. And as the rippling stops, you see the reflection of your own face. And the armor is stripped away there, bare-chested. And you can see water and a sunrise and a long dock. And you hear a bit of a muffled voice coming from somewhere in the distance. And the head pivots. You see walking down towards you is Nia, and she smiles and sits down. And you realize that whoever this is, while you and the detective are well aware that it's not you, that's not the case for everyone. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Well, hello there. Dr. Charlie Tuckett here. You know, rumor was Spaceship Oz-9 was intended to take a bunch of rich folks to a new planet since, uh, you know, we pretty much uh, used up the one we have now. But, you know, since it's uh, looking more and more likely the ship might uh, be humanity's last stand, let's take a quick look around. Are you telling me the four sacred tokens are all aboard the Oz-9? Remind me again why we're doing this? Allegiances are too muddled on this ship. MCCACEC is a normal institution of higher learning. Ah, but if you pull back the outermost layers... I'm from Minnesota, where we like our lives as neat and as open as the inside of a freshly caught and cleaned walleye. Do you know, I am now the only assassin aboard the ship. What are you doing alive? I want to know what side he's on when the ship hits the fan. Aren't they the most ridiculous people I've ever met? Uh, fetch that annoying bunch of trespassers so we can bring Pluto to heal. The new order starts today. Well, however this all plays out, if you have a strong stomach and a high tolerance for stupid, you can follow the Oz9's adventures just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. I got a trot, space monkeys. Stay safe out there. <laughs>